The following shear has been presented by Dayan Yehoinesen David Hul, Dayan for the Bey Savad in Yerushalayim, and is brought to you by the Bey Savad Halacha Center. For more information about the center or for halachic services and resources, please call 1-888-485-VAD or visit thehalachacenter.org. Bovakama, Perik Yud, Dafkuf Tes Zayin Omedalev. The Mishnah on Dafkuf Tes Vov Omedalev says that if one person is coming with a barrel of wine and another person is coming with a barrel of honey and the barrel of honey gets cracked and the owner of the honey says to the owner of the wine pour out your wine because liter for liter my honey is worth much more than the wine pour out your wine and use your barrel to catch all my honey and save it and I will give you the full value of your wine says the Tanakam and the Mishnah he has to give him the full value of his wine if he saves the honey. Says the Why should he have to give him the whole money, the full value of the wine? Let him say to him, I was only joking. Milo Tanya, have we not found in a brisa that someone who was running away from prison and the guards were chasing after him and they wanted to kill him and he comes to the river and he has to cross the river to escape and he sees a man there with a boat and he says to him take a dinner which is a very expensive coin and cross me over the river and the man does so then when he gets to the other side he doesn't have to pay him the full dinner the valuable coin that he promised him he only has to pay him the regular price that someone would take to take someone across the river, which is much less. So we see, says the Gemara, that a person who promises an exaggerated amount of wages for someone to do a job for him can say afterwards, I, don't, I was only joking and I don't have to pay you more than the regular going rate. So in this case as well, the man with the honey should say to the man with the wine, all I'm going to pay you for is for your services rendered that you spent a few minutes saving my honey. But to pay you the full value of your wine, although I promised it in advance, that's much more than a regular person gets under such circumstances when he comes to save my honey. And therefore I'm not paying you more than the regular schar of a worker. And for the Gemara, you can't say in the case where the other person has a loss. As the Gemara brings a riot from the safe of the Brasha, and the Gemara explains there that if the man who had the boat happened to be a fisherman, and in the time that he took the fleeing prisoner across the river, he could instead have fished and caught a few fish, then he's lost a certain amount of money. In that case, if there's a loss to the other side, then the person who promised the exaggerated wages has to pay the full amount, even if it's exaggerated. But if he doesn't lose anything, 
if the, if the man with the boat had been sitting idle and had no chance of catching any fish in the time which he took someone else across the river, then if you promised him a large amount, you don't have to give it to him. You only have to give it to him the going rate. So our question that we have, that we're going to discuss here today is, what would be the halacha if Reuven is a shadchan and he goes over to Shimon and he said, I'd like to suggest a shidduch for you. Says Shimon, I'm really ready to hear. Says Reuben, but I charge a tremendous amount, $10,000 for the shidduch. If you agree to that, I'll arrange the shidduch for you. If you don't agree, then I'm not interested. Shimon says, I agree. And Reuben the Shadchan makes the shidduch, and the shidduch comes off fine. And now Shimon says to Reuben, I don't have to pay you the full amount that I promised you, I'm only paying you the going rate, and if the going rate is $1,000 for a shidduch, then I'm only paying $1,000, even though I promised you $10,000. Mashatani b'chor was only joking. As it says in the Gemara, So that is the shadow we're going to discuss today. There are a number of cases in the Gemara where we find such a musuk, such a concept of Mashatani b'chor. The Gemara in Yavomus, Tav Kuf Vav says, there was a case of a man who died and his wife was left without any children and had to do Yibum. But the Yovam was a person who was unsuitable for this fine young lady. So they suggested that in order to convince the Yovam rather than to do Yibum, to do Khalifa, they would promise him 200 Zuz. So they said to him, do Khalita to this Yavama, and we will give you 200 Zuz. And he did Khalita, and afterwards they said to him, we don't have to give you the 200 Zuz, Mashata Nibacha, we were only joking, it's an exaggerated amount of money for someone who's just doing Khalita. And the Amara says, as we see from the man who says, cross me quickly across the river, that even if he promised a golden dinner, he can say afterwards, Mashata Nibacha, and he only pays the regular going rate. So now, when do we say that a person is entitled to say do we say it under all circumstances or only under limited circumstances Rashi there in Yavoma says that a person can say in the case for example of the boatman who had to take the prisoner across the river since the ferryman is to help the fleeing prisoner not to be captured. It's a mitzvah of a solace nefoshes. He's mechuyiv to do it. He doesn't want to do it unless I promise him a large sum of money. In that case, I'm allowed to fool him and promise him a large sum of money and then say afterwards, Meshati Nebuchah is only joking. So it's mashma from Rashi that only where the worker, the employee, is obliged anyway to do it because it's a mitzvah for him to do it. Such as, the case of the ferryman, it's a mitzvah to save the fleeing prisoner. Or the case of the Yovam, it's a mitzvah for him to do chalitza. When in both cases the man didn't want to do it, in that case we're allowed to promise him a large amount of money and afterwards say mashatani b'chor and not give him any more than the going rate. But in all other cases, if you promise a large amount, whatever you promised, you have to give. This is the opinion also of the Modche Babakama. And is much more similarly in the Ritva and Yavomas and in the Shitsumukabetas and Baba Kama Bashem the Ramah 
And so is Mashma from the Yamsha Shlomo. One can only say, Mashatani I was only joking, in the case where the employee is Mukhuyev Minatera as a mitzvah to do it anyway. And if he doesn't want to do it, you can promise him more and then not pay him. However, the Ramban is Mashma that is Lav Dafka, where it's a mitzvah on behalf of the employee. But the point is really that where the employer is forced into the situation. Even if it's not a mitzvah for the employee, but if the employer is an oinus, he's forced into the situation, then even if he promises more than the going rate, afterwards he can say, I was only joking, and only give the given rate. And the, therefore, the Rabban explains that in the case of the ferryman, it wasn't so much the point that the ferryman had a mitzvah to carry the prisoner across the river. It was more the reason being because the prisoner himself was honest. He was in a desperate situation. So then, even if he promises much more than the going rate, he can always say afterwards, I was only joking. And similarly in the case of the Chalitza. The Ramban says, it's not mashma that the Yovam had a mitzvah that he was mukhuyah to do Chalitza. The Yovam could have done Yibam as well as far as he was concerned. But the point was that the Yovama who promised him the money was in a desperate situation. She didn't want to marry him because he was unsuitable for her and then she would be stuck without the Yovam doing Chalitza. So again, because she was in a desperate situation, even if she promised a large amount, she doesn't have to keep her word afterwards and she could say, I was only joking. There's a third opinion, which is that of the Rosh. In the Chumas or Rosh, and it's quoted Lalocha in the Ramah at the end of Simukuf Kaftes in Choshim Mishpot, the Rosh is mashma that in all cases a person who promises more than the going rate for work done can always say afterwards I was only joking. His case there is a man who wants to borrow money and he asks the Malva to lend him money and the Malva said I'm only willing to lend me money if you bring me an Orev. If you bring me a guarantor who will back up the loan in case you default that I can go to him and claim the money. So the borrower goes to his friend and says will you be an Orev for me and the friend says no. So the borrower said, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you money, I'll pay you a huge amount of money if you agree to be an orif for me. And then the orif agrees, and he signs Arvus as a guarantor on the debt, and the lever, the borrower, can say, afterwards I was only joking. And there, the Rosh doesn't say we're only talking about a case where the lender, the lever, the borrower, is in a desperate situation. And we're also not talking about where the orif is mukhuyuv, to be, to be an Orev. He can if he wants, and it's a very good thing for him to do if he wants to. But he's not Mukhuyev, it's on a mitzvah that he has to be an Orev. And nonetheless, the Rosh says, you can always say Mishatani Bechar afterwards. So we have three opinions. One, Rashi and the Modcha and the Ritva and others who say you can only say Mishatani Bechar if the employee is Mukhuyev anyway to do the job because it's a mitzvah. We have the Shitta of the Ramban who said that you can always say Mishatani Bechar if the employer is forced into the situation. And we have the Rosh, who implies that you can say, Mashatani Bukhar, under all circumstances, whenever you promise far and above the going rate, you can always say afterwards, I was only joking, give the regular rate. Now, the Ksesachoshin in Simukuf Kaftes, and the Bach in Tshuva Simon Kafches both ask a question. There's a Gemara in Perakasokas Omnin in Bob Metziah, which implies that if all the workers in town are employed for three shekel an hour, and you promise them four shekel an hour, 
then you have to actually pay them for shekel an hour. Ask the Ketos of the Bach, why can't you say, Meshatani Bechot? Well, according to Rashi, the workers are not Mokhuyev to work for you as mitzvah, so it, there's no question you couldn't say, Meshatani Bechot, you'd have to give them whatever you promised. According to the Ramban, if the employer is not in a desperate situation, the same thing would apply. But the Kasha is really according to the Rosh. The Rosh says in all circumstances you can say Meshach and Ibechah and pay him the, the regular going rate, even if you promised more. So in that case, why does the Gemara imply there that if everyone takes three and you promise them four, you actually have to pay them four? So it's excess on the Bach because there are some things which people, even if the going rate is three, are willing to pay four. Sometimes a person can say, the job I done, I have done, is worth more. I'm an expert, and my craftsmanship is worth actually more. So in fact, even though most workers take three, the going rate can also be four if indeed you do a better job. When it comes to taking someone across the river, for example, or for doing chalitza, there's no better way of doing it than the regular way. So you can't claim, I did a job which was worth more. But for any other type of work or craftsmanship, it's very possible that a man can the worker can, can claim that it, uh, you promised me four and I did a job worth four. But if not for that, you could indeed say Meshat Ani Now, as we mentioned earlier, the Gemara itself says that if there is any loss involved to the worker at the time that he takes on your job, or even a potential loss, the ferryman could have gone fishing if he hadn't taken the prisoner across the river. And when he had gone fishing, he would have caught a few fish, and that would have been worth money. Then you have to pay him the full amount that you promised him. The smile there says that it's Maduik in the Rosh, and the Torah, and the Rambam, that you only have to pay, for example, in the case of the ferryman, you only have to pay the value of the loss that he would have suffered. So, if the prisoner is coming into the river and he says, take me across the river, it normally costs $10 to take him across the river. But the ferryman sees it as a desperate situation, he says, I'll take you across the river for $100. So the prisoner says, okay, okay, just take me across and I'll pay you $100. They get to the other side, the prisoner can say, Mashat But if the ferryman says, one minute, I could have gone fishing at that time and I would have made $20 catching fish, so in that case, the Gemara says, I have to pay him. Says the smart, but I don't have to pay him the full hundred dollars that I promised him. I only have to compensate him for the loss that he had at the time that he took me across the river. So I'd have to pay him twenty dollars rather than ten, which is the going rate. Because twenty dollars is the amount of money he could have made had he gone fishing instead of taking me across the river. But I don't have to pay him the full hundred dollars. However, the Ketzei says that it's implied from the Rosh, not like the smart. But it's implied from the Rosh that as soon as the ferryman has a small loss, however small it is, I then have to pay the full amount that I promised him. I can only say Meshatani Bechor if I promised him a large sum of money and he wasn't doing anything anyway. So he suffered no loss by taking me across the river and no loss of potential earnings by taking me across the river. But the minute he had a loss, even if it was a very small amount, that's already enough of a reason to be mechaib me to give everything I promised and I'd have to give the full hundred dollars. The Ranach in Simon Gimel in Shibas Ranach discusses the case of the Shadchan 
What if a person promised a Shadchan a very large sum of money in order to secure for him a Shidduch? And then afterwards says, Mashatani I'm only paying you the going rate. Says the Ranach, according to Rashi, you can only say Mashatani in a case where the employee is Mukhoyev because it's a mitzvah to do the job. For example, the ferryman is Mukhoyev mitin Pikoch Nefesh to take the fleeing prisoner across the river. Or the Yovam is Mukhoyev as a mitzvah to do the chalitza. In that case, you can promise them more and say, Meshach Ani afterwards. But a Shadchan is not Mukhoyev to provide you with a Shidduch. It's a mitzvah if he does so. But there's no Chiv upon any individual Shadchan to provide any individual person with a Shidduch. And therefore, clearly you can't say Meshach Ani And if you promised $10,000 to the Shadchan, even though it's far and above the going rate, you would have to pay it. That's according to Rashi and many Rishonim. According to the Rambam, if the person who asked for the Shidduch is not Olus, he's not in a desperate situation like the Avoma or like the fleeing prisoner, again, we wouldn't say Meshatani Bechor, we would say whatever you promised you have to give. However, according to the Rosh, Lechori, you could say Meshatani Bechor even if you promised a large sum of money and even if it's not a situation where the employer is an honest or the employee is mukhoyib in a mitzvah. Because the Rosh seems told that in all cases you can say Meshatani Bechor. There is another Svara why in this case you might not be able to say Meshatani Bechor. Tosfer says there are some things which people are willing to pray any price for. And there's no f- limit to the price which a person would pay for such a thing. For example, people would pay a doctor any price. Some doctors charge huge sums of money, but people are willing to pay any price because it's so important for them to save their lives. But not because it's an exaggerated payment. It's because a doctor who's a specialist can be worth far more than anybody else. Hashbaz Shadim, for example, or schoolers, people will pay huge sums of money for. And if it's not shy in such a case to say, that I was only joking. Because it's not that you're offering above the going rate. In such cases, the going rate has no limit. The going rate can even be a huge sum of money. Because there is no fixed price. For, there's no upper limit to the price for such things. So says the Tezbos. The Moltcha writes that they suggested to the Maram Rottenberg this concept and he quotes from several other Rishonim, such as the Urzarua, who held the same thing, but the Maharam, Mirothenberg, was not impressed, and the Maharam says that you can always say by something like a Shidduch, Mashatani Bechor. The Shulchan Aruch, in Simul Reis Samach Dalet, at the end, discusses the Alochas of Mashatani Bechor, and the Ramon there says, Uv Shad Chonus, Eim Loi Elas Choroi, Afal Pishe Hizne, Imoi Loses Loi this is in ruling in accordance with the Modcha, the Shem the Maharam, who says that by Shatchonus, you can say, even if you promise a huge sum of money, you only have to pay the going rate. However, the Shach quotes there, in the name of the Marshal, that on the contrary, if you promise $10,000, you have to give $10,000 to the Shadchan, even though it's above the going rate. 
says the Shach, it seems to me that the Ramah and the Marshal are not actually arguing. It depends on the circumstance. The Ramah is dealing with a case where he, the, 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 there is a fixed rate for a shakum, and no one pays more than that. In which case, if you offered any more than that, you can say Mashat And the Mashal is indeed talking about a place where there is no fixed going rate for Shadchonus because people are even willing to pay a huge sum of money for Shadchonus. And that's why, according to the Mashal, you cannot say Mashat you have to pay the full value. It's a little bit rare because Lechoyer, the, the Makur for the Ramah, is the Motchei Shem the Maram. And the Maram there was asked, surely we say that. Shadchonus has no gvul, has no upper limit. And nonetheless, the Maram still passed the Einel Says Mashma that he's not discussing a, a case where it happens to be a place where there is no, uh, where, where, where there is a fixed limit to how much you pay for Shadchonus. It's Mashma that there are more holds that in all cases, you, you, when you ask, pay, promise to pay a Shadchon a huge sum of money, you only have to pay him the going rate. But at any rate, the Shach says it's possible there's no Machlokas, and then the Sivas quotes him as well, and says it depends. If it's a place where there is a going rate and everyone pays the same, or everyone pays up to a certain amount, and no one pays more than that, then even if you promise much more, you could say afterwards, Mashat Whereas, the Marashal is talking about a place where there is no upper limit. Says one extra point. According to what we've mentioned earlier, the Gomorrah, our Gomorrah in Kufte Zainab says that as soon as the employee, employee has a, a financial loss, then he would have to, the, the, the employer would have to pay the full amount that he promised him. Even if it was an exaggerated amount, and he can't say Mashat If the fisherman could have fished and he lost those potential earnings, then the fleeing prisoner has to pay the full golden dinner that he promised and can't say Mashat According to the SMA, you'd only have to pay for the loss that was incurred as a result of the job done. But the Ketos, as we mentioned earlier, holds the Shitoso that as soon as there's any small loss or even potential loss of earnings, to the employee, you have to pay everything that you promised. Says the Ketos, if the Shadchan spent any money whatsoever involving, involved in making the Shidduch, for example, he made a telephone call, so he already made a loss, or had a financial loss as a result of suggesting the Shidduch for you. Or, says the Ketos Achroshim, if he had not, had he not arranged the shidduch, he could have had another job available and made potential earnings somewhere else. Then, the Ketos says, you would have to pay everything you promised him. Because the Ketos holds not like the Sma and holds that whenever there's a small loss or potential loss to the employee, the, the employer can no longer say Meshachad even in the best possible scenario, and will always have to pay him the full amount. Just like the ferryman who lost the potential to earn fish receives the full golden dinner in such a case, and you can't say Meshat says, practically speaking, there wouldn't be much of enough Gemina between the the Ramah and the Marashal when it comes to a Shadchan. Although the Ramah says you always, you don't have to give the Shadchan more than the going rate, even if you promised him more. 
And the Marshal seems to argue and say you always have to give him the, the full amount, whatever you promised, even though it's much more than the going rate. So the Ksois, all that is if there was no financial loss involved to the Shatchan whatsoever. But as soon as the Shatchan made a small financial loss, for example, he made a telephone call, or he sent a letter, or anything like that, in order to push this Shidduch, or in the time which he made this Shidduch, he could have been doing other jobs which would have earned him money, then you would automatically have to pay him the full amount and you can't give a shatani because if a person promises a shatchan a huge amount of money to find him a shidduch in virtually all circumstances he won't be able to say mashatani and he will have to pay the full amount. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars or media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the